Hello, everyone. First of all, I'd love to thank you for tuning in to the Integrative Thoughts podcast. I am your host, Matt Kaufman. And through this platform, I plan on seeking out guests that interest me, that I am curious about, and overall just living a more meaningful, purposeful life in hopes that you as listeners and I myself can grasp onto a little bit of their knowledge and integrate that into our daily lives. If you are a longtime listener to the Integrative Thoughts podcast, you know how often I stress the importance of detoxification. I believe that heavy metals such as mercury and aluminum, along with environmental pollutants like mold, plastics, and pesticides, are at the root cause of every dysfunction and chronic illness in the modern era. That's why I recommend ZeoCharge. ZeoCharge is 100% natural zeolite that does not contain any fillers, binders, or additives. ZeoCharge has not been shown to bind to any of your beneficial minerals or other nutrients. I take two tablespoons of ZeoCharge with filtered water every single day about an hour after breakfast. It is my go-to for detoxification support that I believe can assist any and every healing protocol on the market. If you would like to try out ZeoCharge, go to the link in my show notes and use code ITP for 10% off your entire order. So listen, I've been experimenting with different types of minerals, especially magnesium, for the past five to six years. But I could never really find a product that I could feel the benefits that magnesium claimed to give. Magnesium is one of the most important minerals for all of human health. It participates in over 600 different biochemical reactions in the body, yet over 80% of the population is deficient. Magnesium deficiency can increase risk for all disease and greatly decrease optimal performance. That's why I like Bioptimizers. They use all seven forms of magnesium in a highly bioavailable form in their product Magnesium Breakthrough. Magnesium helps with stress, anxiety, sleep, immune function, detoxification, and so much more. If you want to try out this product, head over to Buy Optimizers and use code INTEGRATIVETHOUGHTS10 to receive a 10% discount on their amazing product, Mag Breakthrough. Today's show is also brought to you by Valence Nutraceuticals. Yes, this is the supplement company that I started with a few partners. Absolutely having an amazing time with it. Can't wait to bring some of the most superior mineral and vitamin supplements on the market to you. One product that I want to highlight today is Zinc Matrix Pro. Now, this is a zinc blend with five of our favorite forms in there. We have zinc carnosine in there, zinc orotate, zinc methionine sulfate, zinc picolinate, and also zinc glycinate. Now, this is going to have superior bioavailability and works systemically throughout the body. When we're reading hair tissue mineral analysis charts, one of the most common deficiencies that we see, or maybe the most common, is a zinc deficiency. People need so much zinc in order to detoxify nowadays and to balance out the body. So if you want to try out our Zinc Matrix Pro or any of our other products over at Valence Nutraceuticals, click the link in the show notes and use code ITP20 and that'll get you 20% off your first order. Now, if you're a longtime listener of the show, you know that I have struggled with mold toxicity, heavy metal toxicity, chronic infections such as Lyme disease, Epstein-Barr, and even Babesia. After spending about $100,000 on functional labs, protocols, fringe supplements, coffee enemas, and even biohacking devices, I finally found mineral balancing. 
This has been the most effective protocol that I have found to address chronic issues. This is a specific program using hair tissue mineral analysis in order to reverse engineer the entire mineral system all at once and detoxify the body of hidden infections, mold, and heavy metals. If you would like to schedule a consultation with me to design you a program, I have officially opened my books to take on mineral balancing clients. Click the link in the show notes under work with me to find out more. Today's guest is Victor Sagalowski. He is the co-founder and CEO of Lightwater Scientific. It is the first and only super deuterium depleted light water. He has dedicated himself to the research, development, and production of this rare water. Now, DDW has been circulating around the podcasting and biohacking space for quite some time. I got to try one of these bottles at the biohacking conference. It was hands down the best tasting water. It was almost like this is the water that we are supposed to drink. It was absolutely fantastic. And right now it's a little expensive. I think it's around like 20 bucks a bottle I paid at the conference, but you do mix it with some of your regular filtered water, but it still can be a little pricey. So it's kind of one of those things you do once you're super optimized, you have to diet dialed in your other supplements. Maybe you have a couple biohacks like a sauna, and then you want to play around with uh, deuterium depleted water or maybe you have some kind of chronic illness or condition that you're dealing with and you want to lower the deuterium depleted water in order to see if that'll help your condition. And it seems like the heavy deuterium will kind of jam up your mitochondria and overall slow down your energy and your cellular function. So what you do is you mix the deuterium depleted water with your regular water and you slowly get that deuterium down just a little bit. Hey, uh, regular water right now um, that you're drinking, even filtered water, is around 150 and you want to bring that deuterium down to around 120. Victor likes to keep it even a little bit lower. Obviously, he has this stuff on hand all the time, so it's a little bit easier for him. But yeah, it's a really cool concept. I hope in time it's a little bit more affordable and they figure out some kind of technology that'll make it a little bit more widespread. I think right now um, him and his partner said there's only enough for around like 30,000 people to really drink this specific deuterium depleted water. So hopefully over time they figure out how to make it cheaper, a little bit more available, and that would be really cool. But I like to geek out about all this stuff. I love the water. Victor was a wealth of knowledge when I met him at the conference. So enjoy the show. Victor, welcome to the show. How's it going? Good, Matt. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's a very esoteric kind of very nuanced uh, topic today with deuterium for sure. And it's uh, one I'm trying to wrap my head around a little bit too as I did some research. And uh, I tried some of your water at the biohacking conference and it was definitely probably like the cleanest tasting water for sure. And then uh, I kind of, I've heard some podcasts back in the day over time, but I know it was kind of like hard to get to and a little expensive, but still figured it was worth a a show for sure. But before we get into the deuterium, um, you're kind of old school biohacker. What, what kind of got you interested in the health realm and, um, kind of tell us your evolution over to deuterium. You know, they used to call biohacking just yoga (laughs) because that's, (laughs) Yoga is the science of immortality, right? That's what biohacking is trying to achieve, or at least, or at least radical life extension. So I became interested in uh, health when I realized, like, I had this epiphany one day when I was 21. I realized you are what you eat, and then I pursued food as medicine for a long time, 200 and everything, and that that uh, that circle of awareness just kept expanding, or at least my interest in it kept expanding, you know, and so you start, you start with the macro, which is food, and then you end with the micro or the nano, which is 
which is quantum biology, so uh, and everything in between, biochemistry, et cetera, et cetera. So, but food as medicine was my real early passion, and then yoga as well. And so, yoga is uh, teaches you how to live a lifestyle of health and longevity. So, and then uh, you combine that with what you learn in uh, out of life and in science, and uh, you have a if you have a ability for critical thinking like I do, you start making connections and start putting together, start connecting the dots. And actually, um, if you're your own guinea pig, like I was, then you uh, get a little further down the line in, in experiential knowledge as well. Yeah, I actually um, do yoga a lot. My wife is a yoga teacher. We've been doing yoga for maybe like seven, eight years um, pretty regularly. And I mean, just the way you feel after you leave a good yoga session is unlike any other workout or anything you can accomplish. Mental clarity, loose, limber, young. It, it's pretty bizarre. More people who do a lot of workouts should dig into some yoga here and there, I think, for sure. And think of, think of, think of what you said and how profound it is because that you're just describing the asana part, <laughs> the physical part. And that's just, uh, it's just a path along the way. Yeah, definitely. Once you're in alignment and you feel that way, then obviously the other energetic benefits come along with it, right? Life seems to move in the direction that you want it to. And, you know, because you're in alignment, you know, and that, you know, you can just call it chakras or just from the physical spinal, you know, chiropractic style of thinking of it. But, you know, and then I just think when you are more energetic and loose and younger feeling, you just feel better, right? Like when your back hurts and you feel like, oh, I'm getting old. Or in comparison to you're doing yoga two or three times a week and you feel like you can bend down, pick up anything. Like there's just a difference in just normal feeling 3D. Is, the feeling is that you could do anything, right? Yeah. Like you literally, like like when you're a kid, you feel like you can do it. Like nothing, nothing can stop you. Like you look at a mountain and in your head you think, I can climb that. <laughs> I can run up that. You know, not like, you know, like, oh my God, how am I going to walk to the bathroom? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, the yoga gives you that promise and it... The goal is to free up your body so you can concentrate on expanding your mind awareness and um, basically uh, realizing the greater parts of yourself. But in order to do that, the physical has to be there, right? If a pain body doesn't achieve much. Yeah, and, and personally, as like a hard charger guy, like entrepreneur style and likes to lift weights and stuff, I I personally find the slower classes. I think a lot of people go to these like more power and hard classes, but I find better benefits in like the slower kind of yin style classes that just really get the get that mind body connection going loosens up that fascia so i mean i do the 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 hot yoga too good infrared yoga is great you feel amazing and you're you're loose and limber but um you know with the kind of workouts that i do in the gym i typically like to do some something a little bit slower a little bit yin style i don't know what you prefer whatever vinyasa type of yoga mm -hmm. you enjoy it's still a relationship between movement and breath so if if your breath is your breath is the, the the hidden part of yoga that people don't that you don't you're not supposed to hear or see, and uh, but yet that is a real important part. In fact, if the breath is not part of it in the right way, what you're doing is not yoga. It's more just calisthenics or you know just stretching. I'm doing yoga today. Well, did you do yoga or were you stretching? Because yoga is a system, and it's an ancient system. And uh, so I respect things that were passed down to us from over uh, 
undiluted for thousands of years, but in the uh, last few years, <laughs> everyone tries to dilute things because everybody wants, every, people have this need to put their mark on something. Uh, but not everybody, because in yoga it says that uh, it should just be like, should be just like the wind, you know, you just pass through. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, I totally agree. And, you know, anything that's stuck around for thousands of years, there has to be some validity there. People always want to throw out different religions and things. I'm just like, you know, or astrology. I'm like, well, if it's been around for thousands of years, there's got to be at least some sort of semblance of truth within there somewhere. Maybe it's like you said, been diluted over time and you got to dig through and really find the, the nitty gritty and get into what it really means or is. But anything that's been around thousands of years has to have some importance and some truthfulness to it. You know, yoga was the first time when I took first yoga class. It was actually in college. And that was the first time I realized that uh, that there are things that are delivered to us that are seem whole, but they're very superficial. And if you go deeper, then you then there another another level, another world opens up to you. And this is after that, I found this is the same. This is the same in everything, you know. So um, and and good things, you know, they just don't appear on the surface. You have to start somewhere, and then you have to get somewhere. Like you don't. Like you don't uh, take graduate level courses freshman year, right? It's something you um, take time to achieve. And uh, in this respect, it takes years or even decades to get anywhere. So I, I respect this process. And um, it's just, uh, uh, it's amazing because it applies to everything in life. The more questions you ask and the more discipline you have and the more work you do, new levels new fractals of knowledge information and experience open up to you and uh i think you know that's if we're gonna get anything out of life that's a good one yeah i totally agree so sounds like you got into food i know you're a big raw food guy back in the day i've heard you speak about that and sounds like you got into some energetics and stuff and then so what led you to researching some deuterium you know I re I've been reading about this forever, right? Just uh, when I was all the way back to physics, right? Refer if you learn you learn the periodic table of elements, and you learn hydrogen is number one, and hydrogen is very simple. It's just a uh, electron and a proton, and then you learn that everything else, you know, these this periodic table and all the elements, you know, they're they're really named by the number of neutrons they have that changes the element and defines it. And then, uh, and you, then you learn about isotopes, and you see that hydrogen has an isotope that has a neutron. And so this always stuck with me. I'm like, hmm, that's interesting because you know, water is H2O. So, and then you come to find out that not all water is purely H2O. Some is HDO, some is D2O. That D is deuterium, that heavier form of hydrogen. So, uh, so you know, this is something that always fascinated me. And then I read an article in 2004 called In Search of the Fountain of Youth, which uh, fascinated me even more because the, the writer in there, uh, somebody I've gotten to know since, but uh, he, he was talking about, he was a NASA scientist that had, that it was very interested. He got bitten by this bug of deuterium depletion. You know, he even went to Romania to get some water and he uh, cited all these articles that he found. You know, he basically just put it back into, uh, into I wouldn't say, uh, popular, popular knowledge because that was a obscure article. You know, I don't even know how I found it, but uh, you know, on some on some health form. So that 
talk, that article talked about longevity, you know, and ex extending people that have longer lifespans and uh, not only a longer lifespans, but uh, they actually, the women give birth to a much older age than you see anywhere else in the world. And, uh, and so uh, there's this story that I just fell in love with of how these scientists in Siberia were trying to figure out why these people were living so long and it, you know, and everything, everything they did to finally come to the conclusion that it was the fact that they were drinking water that had 16% less deuterium. So it's these stories that really, you know, excite me to pursue things, uh, human stories, you know. So, uh, yeah, I, I never got out of my, out of my mind back then and then uh, tried to figure out how to make it on my, by myself. I failed miserably because it's quite technical. And uh, so I, I went to where this technology is from, which is Russia. And uh, I was very fortunate because, you know, I started first grade in the United States. I grew up, I grew up in the American educational system, but I was born in the Soviet Union. So hmm. my family came here when I was seven years old. So I still spoke Russian because that's what we spoke in the home. So I was able to go to this country that I had never been, really, because I was actually from the Ukraine. So it's still Soviet Union. So I went there, but I... <laughs> <laughs> I got off the plane and I'm like, wow, I can, I can understand these people. I can speak this language. So I found who was involved with deuterium depleted water and uh, they were just as fanatical as I was. Uh, fortunately, they had more money, so they had already uh, put together, got, they gotten uh, quite a bit further uh, than I had expected. So they had a, they had a uh, plant ready for producing a, a small amount of this. So uh, so I said, I'll import it into the U.S. and build a market for it because it's something I want to drink and Robert, too. So, uh, you know, everything starts because you want something for yourself. Right. And uh, you can't get it. So we basically built a business around this because we wanted deuterium depleted water. To me, the logic was very sound uh, for two reasons. One, you, you know, because we. We, we believed in the science and, and uh, without even drinking deuterium depleted water and then six months into it, the science didn't prove us wrong. It proved us right. So sometimes, or always, science should, should you know, it's objective. So it doesn't, it doesn't it's not supposed to lie. And in this case, uh, it was very sound. So uh, the, met the metabolic benefits are, are quite real. So when you lower your deuterium level by 20% or, or more, but that's the, you know, that's the first sweet spot. Even 10%, really, over, over a long period of time. So, um, so we got into this crazy business of uh, producing deuterium-cleated water. I, I say crazy because it's just it's so technically difficult and uh, it's so demanding. In, in many ways, it's demanding on the technical side, production side, and it's demanding on the, on the market side because you are essentially introducing a new standard in water purity, a new category, uh, expensive product. You have to explain so many things. You have to educate, so, uh, which like, is what you have to do every time you create something that's in a new category or, in, or something entirely new altogether. I already had some experience with that. Uh, you know, I've innovated in, certain, in, in, a number, in a few different industries where I have a number of firsts. Every, in Hollywood to uh, raw foods, like you mentioned. So I have, I have a number of firsts. I always, like, I'm always pioneering, exploring, pushing the envelope because it's something that interests me, right? And so, uh, and so in this case, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a very fun journey. And it's just getting started because 
we're going to build a factory here in the U.S. We have to expand our production. We don't have enough water for everybody. It's expensive to make. Energy prices are going up. So it's a constant, it's constant challenges. But uh, I, I enjoy that because people, people benefit by this. And uh, so the science is sound because, one, if you read Dr. Olgan's article from 2007, where he describes how the ATP synthase nanomotor is destroyed by deuterium. You cannot, that, that, he, he explains a mechanical problem, which we, he might win a Nobel Prize for one day, because this has been overlooked for 60 years in biochemistry. And he's a, and he's a dean of a medical college in Turkey, said, look, you've got a mechanical problem. So he did this in 2007. And, uh, um, Phenomenal work that more people should uh, really study. But then, um, but then the second thing is when you look at uh, metabolic water, the water that your body makes, because none of the water inside of our mitochondria is water from the outside. It's all water that we synthesize from, from the gases that make water. So that water is deuterium depleted. Hello. So we try to push that deuterium out of the ele electron transport uh, because it's because uh, it's heavy, it gets in the way, right? It slows things down kinetically. You know, there's the kinetic isotope effect too, which gives us a big clue that deuterium is very bad for human biology or any anything that any anything that wants to uh, live longer or at least age slower. So yeah, I was I was in, you know, I was hooked. So I'm I'm into those things that <laughs> will extend our life. But not only our life, but our health. So I, I don't, I, I, I don't want to grow old, you know. So uh, and eventually, it's it's everyone's lot in life, you know, if they if they if they're here long enough. But I've studied old people, and I see a huge difference, even in even like in people that I've known that have reached the age of ninety or even hundred, because I've known I've had some friends that have lived very old age, hundred and five. Uh, so I see that. People's abilities are vastly different later in life. You either lose just about everything or you maintain a lot, right? Uh, despite what you look like, it's your, your energy level, your virility, your testosterone, you know, your, your real ab ability to inspire creative influence of the future, right? So are you still relevant later as you were earlier? And that's the whole point, how much life can you get out of this short <laughs> this short time that we're here so uh yeah these things are you know more more important to me than the than the career i wanted to pursue but instead i pursued this because uh i felt like my mind was uh suited for for these types of things yeah i i totally agree i i want to circle back to these uh Sounds like there originally was discovered these groups of people were drinking these, I'm assuming, like pristine natural spring water or something of that nature. And the deuterium just happened to be uh, a percentage lower that they found helped out with the mitochondria and just overall life force having, you know, children while they were older. How how common is I mean, obviously, we're all living in cities. We're drinking tap water or you might have a filter. So most of us are just drinking right out of the tap anyways. But like how common would it be for, you know, there's certain people who go on findaspring.org, you know, like how common is this natural water that's a, that's a slightly depleted in deuterium or is it very uncommon? 
It's uncommon, but if you, you can put yourself geographically in a place where you have a, a slight advantage. So, you know, if you live in Colorado on the eastern slope of the Rockies, you're going to have water that's 6 7% lower than everywhere else. So, yeah, it's possible. Sometimes you can even get 15 16% lower. Mm. But, yeah, you have to geographically put yourself there. Uh, you know what I noticed? Because, the, the, again, the... The whole science of uh, longevity is interesting to me. I, I, I call myself an armchair gerontologist. So, you know, you have these anomalies where you have people, uh, centenarians uh, in cities. Like you said, people living in straight-up cities. I mean, people living to 105 in midtown L.A. You know, what are they doing? And what I noticed is that people that drink less water... Less, li less liquids, they live longer. They live healthier. So the body needs a certain amount of water. Too much water is not good for you either, right? Not enough is not good for you. So just that right amount, which is where, that, which is where we have that uh, um, sense of thirst. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, it's, it's very interesting because um, you know, we, get our, we get our water from food as well. And so, like my grandmother, who lived to 99, you know, I, I observed her. She ate a lot of fat, just raw fat. Like, how is this, what's this woman doing? Because at school, we were learning that that's like the last thing you want. I mean, since we've been, you know, we, we found out that the food pyramid was a fantastic lie. <laughs> but the, uh, but I saw, you know, like, wow. Later, I remember, you know, wow, this woman ate a lot of fat. And uh, live to a ripe old age. And, uh, well, fat is lower in deuterium. So the water that's made from fat is deuterium depleted, you know, somewhat. So that, that, uh, that makes a big difference. And I noticed that people that get deuterium depleted water, uh, the, the older you are, the, the, more, the, the sooner you can uh, gauge the effect. Because the body doesn't expect it, right? And your body doesn't, chronologically, doesn't expect that your deuterium levels will go down. You know, just, they just keep going up. And we have, everybody has about two grams of deuterium in their, in their body. But again, like the work of Dr. Ogun tells us, it shows us, it, he, he wanted to see if this was, this was a problem. So he looked at what is the concentration of deuterium in blood plasma. And he found that by molar weight, it was five to ten times more than the basic constituents that we need for life. You know, glucose, um, all the minerals, potassium, magnesium all this stuff. So that's profound. That means it's just that that means that uh, even though there's 0.02% of this in the in in all the hydrogen that exists, there's still a couple grams of this stuff in our body that is causing us to age basically. It's slowing our it's, slow, it's causing us to age metabolically. Because when you're young, a cell may have 10 times more mitochondria than that same cell that's been replicating over decades and decades of time now has a lot. And what, are the, what is the mitochondria? Each one is a factory, right? So the more you have, the more factories you have producing power. The less you have, the less power you have. So the mind may be willing, but the body gets weaker and weaker and weaker. Uh, and, uh, you know, this is, this is the rub here that uh, youth is wasted on the young and wisdom is wasted on the old. So if we can combine those two, then you know, we could ride that, that middle for a long time. Yeah, I agree. And so 
where is the deuterium actually coming from? Has it, you know, dramatically changed just in the environment where we, where we, you know, long, you know, before civilization, where we naturally drinking more of the spring water that was lower in deuterium has the earth okay, shifted. How far, how far back, how far back do you want to go? <laughs> I'll go as deep or long, however far you want to go. If you go back to the beginning of the universe, there's a lot of controversy about the Big Bang, but let's say let's say it's an, it's let's say it's established science, and uh, we're not going to get into the non-Big Bang theory. But in the very beginning, there was it was very hot, right? When the elements formed, and hydrogen was the first element, and helium was the second. So deuterium was a transition element. It gets that neutron, and the second proton becomes helium. But in the first ten minutes the universe cooled, kind of cooled too fast. So this transition element, which is deuterium, got stuck. It got stuck between one element, element number one, and element number two. It's like one and a half, right? So it got stuck. And it's been the same ever since. The only thing that takes deuterium out of the system is it gets burned up in stars. That's it. So our planet's deuterium content is based on meteor bombardment. So meteor and comets hitting Earth, primarily made out of frozen, uh, frozen water. So that ice is uh, higher in deuterium, so the deuterium keeps going up. Mm. So uh, also we had less deuterium on this planet a long time ago. If you go to Antarctica, the deuterium level is 89 parts per million, which is quite interesting because the oceans are 155.76. So why is it that low? North Pole's not like that. Uh, it's like that because that's water that's frozen in time from 80 million years ago, or you know, give or take a few million years. But, uh, and if you go back then, you see that you had less deuterium, slightly more oxygen, uh, slightly more carbon dioxide, and you have these giant plants and giant animals. So all these contributed to this type of uh, giganticism. Gigantism? <laughs> what is the right word? Um, so we don't have that now, right? We don't have uh, three-story ferns and 60-ton uh, uh, dinosaurs. So a lot of it has to do with increasing deuterium levels on the planet. So uh, even in the Bible, you can, you know, there's a lot. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of interesting things you can pick up from the Bible in terms of just as if it's if you take it as literature and and historical literature, then you see that uh, there is these patriarchs and they you know if you take it literally, they are living to 900 plus years of age, and then uh, and then something happens. It's called the flood, and then after the flood, no one's living past 120. Right, it's done. That that longevity is done. So if that's true, what happened? Well, there is, there is a historical flood that happened, and, and that whatever it did, it increased the deuterium level on the planet. In fact, we know that the melting of the glaciers when we had the Ice Age released an enormous amount of methane onto the planet. Methane, it's uh, mostly hydrogen, so uh, that hydrogen is, has a lot of deuterium in it. So that also uh, increased the deuterium on the planet. So it's been going up, and... Our physiology, if you study deuteronomics, which is this new branch of biochemistry, you know, hybrid uh, quantum biology that uh, endeavors to explain how deuterium is managed in the body. Essentially, like 
like uh, Dr. Petra Dorsman says, it's, it, it explains how water moves in the body, and I think that's a very elegant way of putting it. So deuteronomics, you know, looks at the inner, innermost confined spaces in the body, the mitochondria and the nucleus of the cell where water is made, and uh, water, water is broken up and reformed, right? So, and, and when, you look, when you look in there, like I said, one, you, f you see that this water is deuterium depleted. I mean, that right there is pretty significant clue that if you drink water that's closer to the water that your body makes, that it'll be easier on your, on your, on your system. So uh, deuteronomics shows us a lot of interesting things about this, but what, it sh what, what uh, I think is one of the most profound the theories that it has, and uh, I think it's very, I think it's quite provable actually, uh, with more uh, um, research and, and more, um, you know, more more people doing work in this field to uh, prove it in a lab, which is which is which is continuously ongoing. So, um, but the, what it shows is that the body really, the human physiology is really made for a deuterium level that is about 125. So it's in the 120 ppm range. That's to me, that's quite fascinating because it tells me that when humans came here or evolved here, or where if you go, you know, you have to, you don't have to go back too far in human history to find where Homo sapiens sapiens, which is what we are, kind of made their, you know, started making their mark on this planet, which is somewhere between 150 and half a million years ago. You you, you have this hominid show up, which is us. And we evolved at that time with a deuterium level that was lower. And so our physiology has adapted to a deuterium level that is lower than is on the planet right now. So we're not even, you know, we're slightly outside of our environment, it was, we could say, or at least our inner ocean is not in the right ocean. So that concept is, to me, is uh, incredibly profound because it, uh, it pulls on a thread that eventually will take us to radical life extension. Yeah, that's awesome. So that makes a lot of sense that gradually it just increased over time. And then we haven't, you know, at least not yet had the ability to adapt to that. Um, I want to get into, you've spoken a little bit about like the technical process of creating the deuterium depleted water. Um, why can't like a normal, you know, I have like a greenfield uh, Gary Greenfield, Greenfield water system that does the structuring and everything. Like, why couldn't a system like that grab the deuterium? And, and what is the process of depleting the deuterium out of the water? Right. So it's a pretty easy explanation. So up until this new standard of water purity, which is deuterium depletion, you have known types of filtration. First, it was discovered distillation was a great form of filtration, right? Because it takes everything out. Then reverse osmosis came and they essentially achieved what you did with distillation using membranes. And so it also reduces the TDS of the water down to zero. But when you endeavor to remove deuterium, you're not removing standard contaminants in water because that's what RO and distillation does. You get rid of all the minerals and um, whatever other molecules are floating in there, right? Biological or, or uh, mineral-based or elemental, whatever it is, you get rid of it. Now, when you reduce deuterium from the water, you're not removing a, any, you're, you're removing a type of water, 
it makes it incredibly more difficult. Uh, you're not removing a contaminant. You're removing a water molecule that essentially looks as uh, it's uh, HDO. So very, very little of uh, the heavy water in regular water is the D2O, which is pure heavy water. That's one out of every 41 million molecules. But one out of every about uh, 3,200 molecules is not H2O, it's HDO or HOD. And so we have to separate that water molecule from the normal water molecule, which is H2O. So you can imagine uh, how difficult it is because they're so similar. They're, they're both water. You're just you're separating one water from the other water. So that, that, uh, that makes it so no standard filtration processes, membranes, distillation, none of that will work to do this. So we use a system known as rectification distillation. Uh, essentially, it just uh, mimics the hydrological cycle. It does it how the hydrological cycle does it. And uh, so but it, it, works, it works very slow. <laughs> and uh, on top of that, it's very expensive because well, how does the hydrological cycle work? Well, water is, is heated and cooled, right? It, it uh, evaporates, condenses, you know, it goes through this process. So that's what it's doing at our facility as well. And, uh, but in order to do this, you have to have an enormous amount of power to heat and cool. So that's what makes the water expensive. People don't realize how much power it takes to remove this other type of water because you constantly have to heat and cool the water to try to separate it. And uh, it's very, uh, very subtle. It's very fine technologically. So um, the, process, the process to make, to, you know, the filter itself, or, you know, if you call it a filter, but the, the process itself requires that you have a column that's uh, 30 feet tall or higher. So, and there's a whole bunch of pre-work that you have to go through, okay, to even clean the water ahead of the cleaning the water. So it, it's very, it's very, uh, it's very involved uh, process. So um, you couldn't do it at home, you know. There, I mean, you could. Pro there are ways to do it at home, but but you're your energy cost is going to be the same as just about the same as you know buying our buying our water because you're not going to you're not going to get a lot. Uh, you could burn, you know, you could do it through good old combustion, which is, uh, you know, a lot more dangerous. <laughs> but basically, combust combust hydrogen and oxygen, and you get pure water. So, which would be deuterium depleted. So, but uh, there's no uh, the problem is there's no like filter. If there was a filter, then this it would it would change humanity overnight because one you would you would get rid of uh, most people would uh, have enough metabolic energy to stay ahead of the, whatever disease is going to get rid of them and eventually anyway right when we're we're impervious to disease most diseases when we're when we're when we have a strong biofield so. Um, so yeah, and it'll also uh, you know if we can if we had this for the whole planet for all of humanity it would really be a serious evolution, but uh, maybe somebody will figure that out. But uh, I'd like to challenge people out there that to see if you can figure out a new process for removing or reducing deuterium from water. You know, it's the same challenge somebody probably gave to. Thomas Edison, when he was a teenager, and said <laughs> that spurned him on to invent the light bulb. So um, technology is coming, but we we use the technology we have, and uh, and even that technology is very hard to uh, 
invent and achieve, and there's like uh, four or five companies in the world that can that can do this. So I think just to put it into human consciousness that uh, your metabolic water is deuterium depleted, your food is either high in deuterium or lower in deuterium, and that uh, the amount of deuterium you consume and have in your body over time, we're talking years and decades, is going to have a direct impact on your state of health. Yeah, and so since the pro- there's only a few companies and the process seems uh, to be a little bit slower and the technology maybe one day will speed it up, is, does that limit how many people technically like on the planet could lower their deuterium at the moment? Oh, yeah. It's like nothing. It's like a city block. It's like a New York City block. <laughs> wow. So really, is this more targeted for... It's just so hard. It's just people realize how absolutely challenging it is to do this. It's not... It's It's just like... Yeah, it's... You got to be a little bit uh, fanatical like I am. And you have to be uh, willing to just... You, got, you have to know how to wear many hats. So I've, you know... At, uh, at this juncture, I've done so many things in my life that they all prepared me for this. Pardon the interruption. I want to take a quick break to talk about gut health. With all the research coming out over the last decade, we know exactly how important the gut microbiome actually is for our overall health. If you're anything like me, then you have struggled with tons and tons of gut issues. I grew up on a lot of different antibiotics. As I got older, I did a lot of partying, drugs, alcohol, standard American diet, yada, yada, yada. Fast forward, I had chronic mold toxicity in line. After that, I really couldn't get my gut to function properly. I spent tons and tons of money on different kefirs, yogurts, probiotics, different things that really didn't seem to work. That is until I found Just Thrive. It's a 100% spore-based probiotic that arrives 100% alive in your gut for maximum impact. It has a thousand times better survivability versus other leading probiotics. It helps support digestive, immune, and total body health. For me, it really helped to beat bloating, gas, constipation, and diarrhea. And it is even clinically proven to address leaky gut in just 30 days. So what I do is I take two caps with my largest meal and it really helps to improve nutrient absorption as well. And they are backed by a 100% money back guarantee. So for if any reason it doesn't work for you, no questions asked, you can get a refund. If you want to try out Just Thrive Spore-Based Probiotics, go over to Just Thrive Health and use code ITP15 for 15% off at the checkout. If you're anything like me in the health and optimization space, you're not only looking for which supplements may make you feel optimal, but also different technologies. The problem with most technologies on the market is they can really burn a hole in your pocket. If you are looking for the most affordable, but yet yet highly effective technologies that help promote detoxification, better sleep, mitochondria function, immune function, look no further than Therasage. I have their portable infrared sauna and I am willing to put that sauna against any other sauna on the market. It heats up quickly. I get an amazing sweat. I've been in some of these really, really expensive saunas and I prefer my Therasage sauna. The new addition that I have in my home is the Therasage PEMF mat. This is a game changer. A lot of people who are dealing with chronic illness and autoimmune conditions could really benefit for at-home PEMF. When you're trying to do PEMF out at a clinic, it can charge like 30, 60, sometimes $100 per session. 
Therisage has just dropped the most affordable PEMF mat on the market. You can use it daily. It has a TENS mat. It has red light. It's a heating pad. My wife is absolutely obsessed with this thing. It has just brought more energy, mental clarity, and all around overall well-being. I gave up my morning meditation recently and just started laying on the PEMF mat. It's such a great addition to have that with the sauna. The PEMF will help you to release a lot of the toxins and then you can sweat those out via the sauna and you will just feel rejuvenated. So if you wanna try out any of the Therisage products, you can use the code Kaufman10. I will link to their website in the show notes. They have the most amazing affordable technology biohacks on the planet. Yeah. And so is this kind of targeted towards, obviously there's, you know, I see the biohackers drinking your water. So I know the super health enthusiasts will spend the money on it, but are you guys kind of just telling people who have more like an illness or some kind of autoimmune or something like that, since it is so limited, kind of gearing towards them, the people who need it the most? I mean, obviously you're going to sell it to whoever, but is that kind of who you're, who you're targeting at the moment? Yeah. I tell people that we have two customers that buy Jeremy Peter water. And uh, those are the people that one can afford to drink it. And two, those who can't afford not to. Mm. So we don't advertise anything about any benefits. The only, the only, the only thing, the only claim we make is that if you consistently drink light water, deuterium depleted water or any deuterium depleted water that is authentic, your deuterium levels will go down. So after that, there are no claims because all those claims are the claim of not the water of the of deuterium of the actual being deuterium depleted. So, so that that's different than the water. That's the that's that's the that's the place you arrive at is being deuterium depleted. So, um, yeah, I, I you know it will. It's interesting because um, we are you know we we've we've done. We've done tests and studies, you know, formally, uh, a lot of stuff unpublished, but uh, we're getting into some interesting spaces now with uh, athletes. So for me, it's very, um, I'm trying to prove, I think we will prove that this will change human performance, at least at the elite level. It's very hard to, uh, it's very hard to affect uh, an elite level athlete. Even just like a tenth of a second is a huge success in, in many events so so we're 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 really pursuing that uh, side on the uh, on human performance side but on the people that are sick um, they need to lower the deuterium now you don't have to drink deuterium depleted water to lower your deuterium you just you need to fast you need to be keto you need to sweat you need to ground ground uh and you need to drink less water. You know, you know, pe- most people overconsume. They're just overhydrated, and this has a direct impact on their mineralization. You know, so they throw off their minerals. I mean, some people have died drinking water because, you know, there was a couple. There was a incident, I think, a decade ago, where a woman took part in a radio sh- show content about how much water somebody could drink, and she died mm-hmm. because her electrolyte balance got too far out of her, her electrolytes got too far out of balance and she died. So the isotonic nature of the blood is really important to maintain that. So, um, so deuterium depletion, you can achieve it somewhat without drinking deuterium depleted water. I don't want to say like we only, we have the only answer there is, but, but 
it takes being educated in this. And you know, it, what's interesting is some people naturally have a deuterium depleted lifestyle without, without even really knowing about it. And, uh, and you see that those people are generally uh, not only healthy, but recover from injury a lot faster. And this is where deuterium depletion also is going to make a huge impact for people as they age, because I've noticed it myself and so have others, the ability to heal, how quickly you can recover from an injury. So uh, in this case, having that extra metabolic boost of being deuterium depleted is, is uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's tangible. You know, you, you can't, uh, you know, it's not, it's not a placebo. It, it works. You know, I, I, I'm, a good, uh, I'm a good judge of my own ability to, to heal or recover from things. And uh, clearly it gives you an edge, right? And that edge is also uh, like what you have in, when you were younger, where you could, you could do anything at any time. Like anybody says, let's go now, let's, you know, you're ready. You're just, you're just, you're always on, you know, you could bring your A game at any time. I think when you lower deuterium, this puts you back in that, in that ballpark. Yeah. Let, let's actually dive back into some of those natural ways because maybe somebody can't afford the water and, um, you know, they might want to, you know, they might find this interesting and think maybe they can at least make some lifestyle changes. You kind of, why would like keto and fasting, you said sweating, I'm assuming maybe that means sauna or maybe just exercise, but what, um, what, yeah, both. yeah okay. Why was, why would like keto help? Why would, you know, sauna help? Why would all these natural things help deuterium? Well, sauna helps because it allows you to exchange water faster. Uh, and then if you, if you combine that with a uh, higher fat diet, because fat has less deuterium. It's, mm. just, it's just what it is. So you will, if, you, if you burn you know, through exercise or sweating, um, grounding, I said, because it increases electron flow in the body. But if you burn a, a kilo, 2.2 pounds of fat, uh, you you produce about a liter, 1.1 liters of metabolic water. So that'll lower your deuterium. Your body is trying to naturally is trying to do what it can to keep deuterium away from the electron transport chain. The way you know this is if you take a deuterium test, if you test your breath vapor. Your breath vapor is a really good indicator of what's happening metabolically, right? And then you test your saliva, which is a better indicator of what's happening, the water in the, in the extracellular fluid. So you have the intercellular fluid, extracellular fluid from the breath and the, and the saliva. So if there's a delta between them, there's a difference. Let's say you're, you're, you're not, you don't drink deuterium-completed water and uh, you live somewhere coastally, so the water is 150 parts per million of deuterium. And so you test your saliva. And sure enough, it's 150 ppm, not too different from the environment in which you live in. And then, sorry, sorry, you test your, yeah, you test your saliva. Then you test your breath vapor, and you see that it's 147, okay, or 148, even 2 ppm. You know that your body's very healthy because it's actively filtering deuterium from coming in. Now, eventually, it will get harder and harder to do, and the body will not be able to do it anymore. But that is a good indicator that that uh, your diet is not overly um, represented by the wrong foods, meaning, meaning carbs, too many carbs, and, uh, um, and uh, processed foods, you know, that, that have uh, uh, things that have, may have 
uh, unnatural amount of deuterium added to it, like uh, like uh, hydrogenated oils and uh, other, just like just like food-like substances. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's a that's a way that you can that you can uh, keep deuterium levels slightly lower in the body. So, but uh, if you want to get down to where the human physiology is, be is best adapted to, like the 125 ppm range, then you have to do something really radical, like dry fasting, like uh, going to places uh, that have that have natural water that's closer to this um, closer to this uh, amount of deuterium. So yeah, that's a that's a strategy, and I was I was using this strategy before I got deuterium depleted water. For me. I was primarily keto and I was fasting about dry fasting three to four times a year. So I had gotten up to six days of no food or water. And uh, it's great. I mean, it's, if, you can, if you can do it, uh, the benefits after you're, after you're done with it are fantastic. You feel, you know, your, your body, <laughs> your body, which, you know, thought it was going to die because you're starving yourself of food and water all of a sudden starts producing an enormous amount of growth hormone because it, it's, it's alive again. So it's a great way to trick the system. Uh, and uh, I mean, it's just so, so you can do a podcast just on dry fasting, but sure enough, what it does is it burns the fat that's in the body and that produces metabolically pure water, which is deuterium depleted. Mm -hmm. So, you know, now, now we have an easy way uh, as long as there's water and you, you can afford it. You can do it consistently. That's the easy way. You just lower your deuterium level by drinking deuterium depleted water. Yeah. So I know you mentioned the fats along with ketogenic diet, and then it sounds like eating processed carbs, and especially with the uh, hydrogenated vegetable oils and things like that, are naturally going to have higher de uh, deuterium. Is you know is that is that the same with all carb carbohydrates? You know, like uh, you know, say sweet potato or maple syrup or raw honey. Are those going to be higher in deuterium as well? Mostly, yes. It just depends where they're grown. If they're grown in an environment where the groundwater or rainwater is slow is, uh, has, has slightly less deuterium, then yeah, it's going to have less. It's just going to, yeah, it really depends where it's grown. And then, um, and then for, for animal foods, depends what you feed it. <laughs> if you're feeding it, you're feeding it, uh, grain, constant grain, then you're going to have, you're going to have fat that has higher deuterium in it. So, uh, it's just, it's all a good argument for, for going back to traditional foods and traditional lifestyles. It's all, it's all a good argument for pasture raised and grass fed and, and, uh, grown and, and, uh, you know, properly grown, you know, harvested at the right time. And so we've, so our, our agriculture is really bankrupt in terms of, in terms of the needs that a human body has when it comes to nutrition. So um, that's why supplements is such a multi-billion dollar industry, even though that too is, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a wild, wild west because <laughs> there's, no, there's no oversight here. So uh, for me, I realize that uh, if you start with the basics, which is hydrogen and oxygen, the combination thereof, which is water, and then the minerals, which created life, then uh, that's 90% or more of your 
of your requirements. And then you look at, and then you look at things that have essential in the name. You know, there's essential fatty acids, essential amino acids, and so if you are deficient in any of the essentials for an extended period of time, that too will create a problem. So. Again, to get to achieve this homeo, either to maintain the homeostasis or achieve homeostasis, it takes, it takes, uh, takes. I mean, for me, a scientific approach seems the most, the one that, the, the you know, the one that is uh, has the best chance of success. So, yeah, I totally agree, and uh, just good to know. I didn't know if that was just you know processed carbs or if it was you know even some of the cleaner carbohydrates, but kind of just depends on location there, which is I would imagine probably mostly high in deuterium. And more, you could generally you could look at it like this as well. Uh, if you look at a tree, it's got you know roots and it's got the upper branches and leaves at the very top. So whatever is at the bottom, so you're your roots, this means your root vegetables, your, your tubers, they're going to have more deuterium than the leaves at the top of the tree. Like the, or, in, or in the case of dark leafy greens, you know, grow above ground. And the reason is because of that kinetic effect. Deuterium is heavier, and so it stays at the bottom. And only the, the uh, you know, it's, it's a gravity thing. So, so if you're, so your tubers and your roots are going to have more deuterium. Mm. That makes sense. Now, uh, I want to go back around to you. You mentioned uh, like a saliva or a breath test there. How, how hard is it to just eat, to test your deuterium levels like at home? Is there a, is it, you know, you have a company or do you guys sell anything like that where people just can do the test at home and then naturally see the levels go down as they try to drink some of this water? Well, I started a lab to do this just so we have some, just so there's a resource for mm -hmm. measuring for all this, because it's not easy. There's just a couple of machines in the world that will uh, that you can use that exist to do this. So, so yeah, we have a lab, and uh, you just take a saliva sample, send it in. We give you a little kit, collection kit, and uh, you can. Or we we test water and saliva. You, know, you can test other. You could test breath vapor too. We just don't. We, if you send it in, we'll do it. Okay. It requires a requires a special kit to breathe into. Um, we don't test any blood or any other fluids, but saliva and water are uh, are what we test. And um, yeah, it's a it's it's a service we provide, and I'm and I'm glad we I'm glad we uh, do it because it, one, it was very hard to do, like like everything in this space. It was very hard to to do this. Like the machine's not made for this. It's um, but, uh, it, we do it and now we can, you know, now we can give people, if they want a baseline, you could guess what your baseline is. You don't have to spend 200 bucks to know. You can guess based on where you live and that, and, uh, where you live, the deuterium level is, uh, that's public data. Maybe not easy to find, but you could, you could easy to guess, you know, but then the, the importance of the test is that you're spending a lot of money on water. You want to know if it's working for you. So you test 90 days after you start drinking it, 60 days, six months, whatever, whatever, wherever you want to know if this has really gotten you down to where you, where you're, uh, what you hope to achieve. Like for, for, you know, my recommendation is to follow the science. The science says that 120 ppm is really good. And, um, you can maintain that. It's fantastic. I got down, you know, sometimes I get down to the mid nineties, you know, 95 to 100. It gives you an incremental, 
capacity beyond, <laughs> but the, the bulk of that benefit is, in, is going from 150 to the 120 range. But anything beyond is, is what I'm right now exploring with uh, athletics and seeing if that, if that really uh, if that moves the needle. Now, in Europe, they, they use this, uh, like our competitor, who's also a friend, but uh, you know, they've been really focused on oncology and uh, cancer. And not as a, uh, you know, again, the water's not a medicine, it's just an adjuvant, right? Like what happens, what happens with whatever therapy you're undergoing, be it conventional or, or uh, you know, non-conventional, uh, whatever you're doing for, for cancer, maybe you're not doing anything at all. So just change your water. And uh, so uh, Dr. Shamlai, who has this competing brand in Hungary, Preventa, he, He's a really interesting scientist because he discovered in the 80s when he was a graduate student that this ratio between deuterium and hydrogen determines oncogenes turning on or off, right? These are genes that make, make us genetically more susceptible to certain types of cancer. And he noticed that when you lower the deuterium, that ratio, then those genes don't turn on. And that was huge. And, and this has been his life's work. And he started a water company around it, right? Just like we did. And he's up to over 3,000 case studies uh, on the benefits of a deuterium-depleted body when you're fighting something serious, uh, like, you know, cancer being one of the most serious, but not just, not just cancer. Because it's a meta, it's a, there's a, there's a um, lot of, lot of, lot of um, talk about Cancer is a metabolic disease, you know. so th this is a metabolic intervention. So it's a, you know, you give the body more energy that it needs to deal with whatever it needs to deal with because we are a self-healing organism. That's what we do. If we cut ourselves, what happens? It heals, right? Sometimes you need a greater intervention, you know, like stitches. So uh, in this case, maybe people people just have a f in their family they have they're more susceptible to certain diseases genetically. So this is a way to apply epigenetics to a situation to have that to keep that from ever those symptoms from ever manifesting, and I think this is why uh, the subject the deuterium depleted water is so highly censored on Wikipedia because of this because of this man's work in Hungary because uh, it's a but the 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 all the pharmaceutical companies should rest assured that uh, that uh, we don't have enough water for. <coughs> Like I said, more than a city block. <laughs> so it's not gonna. It's only gonna help those people that are that really understand this, believe in it, and um, and it's very new. You know, it's a nascent. It's a very nascent product. Most people have never heard of deuterium depletion, deuterium depleted water, deuteronomics. They don't. They don't know what. They don't know that H two O makes water. So the the ignorance is at an all time high in our educational system. And then going out to the world to try to learn how to live and how to feed yourself. And, you know, um, unless you have some good friends and some mentors that uh, take you on the right path, you can, you can quickly make the wrong mistakes. So um, it's all about choice. So this is a great thing about being in America. You have a lot of choices. So this is a choice that we give you if you want to consume deuterium-repeated water. We have it available. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And uh, one thing that kind of sparked my uh, thinking when you were talking there is you talked about like a ratio between hydrogen and deuterium. Now, would taking molecular hydrogen or, you know, having a device like holy hydrogen or something that makes hydrogen water and taking that regularly, would that have any like positive effect with uh, as far as deuterium levels? So we sell hydrogen machines as well. Hmm. We sell. I didn't know we that. Sell it in every. Cool. Yeah, I'm a big believer in hydrogen, so we sell it in every form you can get it in. Which means that we sell the magnesium tablets. We sell the little, the little water bottle that puts about you know one one to three ppm, depending on how many cycles you run it. Uh, and then we sell the inhalation machine, you know, which you can inhale two liters of hydrogen per minute. So we sell all kinds of hydrogen machines. And so I, I, I believe in hydrogen. So uh, obviously 99.98% of the hydrogen out there is protium and the rest is deuterium and tritium. So now kinetically in the reaction, uh, protium will, will, will become, will come out first. So uh, now with our machine, we recommend you use light water in the machine. Uh, for one, you'll get pure protium gas you can, uh, out of the machine. And two, these machines work on uh, uh, proton exchange membrane. So the less ionization in the water, the better. So our water is two mega ohms of resistance, if you know what that means. But for those that don't know what it means, uh, people, are, we know that there's a movement of there's this obsession out there with pH of water you know acid bad alkaline good you know so uh but that's that's a that's a um that's just a fallacy all of that really so you know our water you can't even test the pH because there's no ions to test so you put a pH meter in there and it's seven which is neutral but you can't test it because there's no, you need you need some mineral to test it so the cleaner the water, uh, it doesn't have to be deuterium cleated, but if it's, but if it's deionized water, that's the water you want to use in your hydrogen machine, inhalation machine, because it'll make that membrane last longer and you'll get more hydrogen. But, uh, so if you use deuterium cleated water in your machine, you will get more, you will get all protium. And if you use regular water, you'll get whatever deuterium is in there. Now, I believe kinetically you'll get the protium gas first, but you will get some of the deuterium gas as well. So big fan of hydrogen because it's like, uh, you know, if you know that the body runs on hydrogen and you know that all food breaks down to hydrogen and you know ATP is made with hydrogen, um, you know that if you bypass all of that and just give your body pure hydrogen, molecular hydrogen, uh, then, because uh, you're not, because it's it doesn't exist as a single hydrogen, at least not for very long. So uh, you have this H2 gas. So, and so you give yourself hydrogen gas, and it uh, it's like food. <laughs> it's just essentially it's it's what everything breaks down to. It's it's food. So um, so it I I'm a big believer in it, and it's a hydroxyl radical scavenger. You know, we we have a we have these free radicals, and a hydroxyl is a big one. And uh, when, you, when it meets hydrogen, molecular hydrogen, it just neutralizes, it reduces right away on contact into water. So it reduces that. So, it's a, so it makes hydrogen the number one antioxidant 
that exist. And our bodies produce a liter and a half, two liters of hydrogen per day just from the gut, you know, because uh, the bacteria takes the food and it and it uh, and uh, um, it, excre it excretes hydrogen. So we do get hydrogen gas some, and so yeah, big believer in supplemental hydrogen. And if you use light water, you'll get mostly protium. So yeah, hydrogen is great. I'm 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 glad that it's uh, you know it's almost at the mainstream now because you see it on Amazon. Everybody is aware of the tablets. Uh, certainly in China and Japan, people are uh, these machines are very popular. The inhalation machines, and here too. So um, yeah, I think that's a that's one of those like uh, non-food interventions, but it's but it's food because if you were to give yourself enormous amount of probiotics, you would also increase the amount of hydrogen that your body is making. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I just took a few tablets before the show, actually, because I, you know, I told you before the show, I've been, I don't know if I just came down with something or I, just because I was moving and business stuff, I'm a little overworked, but I came down with a little sniffle and uh, had some pounding in my head. I don't know if it was viral or not, but uh, just to cover my bases, you know, I got my ozone machine, but I definitely took like three hydrogen tablets, probably take three or four more lay throughout the day, just keep keep it coming in until I, I knock out this little bug, which if anyone, I, I did a whole show with Mark Sherwood, if anyone's listening, uh, all about hydrogen. He likes the holy hydrogen machine, but just doesn't matter. As long as you got a good machine or a good clean tablet, I think they all work pretty well. Um, depending, some of them do have some issues that I talked with him about some of the machines and letting off, um, some specific gases over time, but, uh, depending on the metal. You oh, so what, ha what happens there is that, you know, you're going to, when you, when you break water, you're going to get hydrogen and oxygen, mm -hmm. right? So you can have all these different based on if there's if the water is mineralized you can you can start getting all these different uh, ox, oxygen species oxygen molecules and that's not good but that's why pure water is recommended. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah, I know some of the the metals used within some of the devices or you know not maybe not right in the beginning but uh, I have a good buddy who's like a hydrogen nerd talks about it all day and he's like you know over time they start to release i think he said like ozone and he said something else that you're breathing in basically if you're doing the inhalation and some of that depends on the metals used and things like that within the device yeah generally platinum coated is you know the platinum is the best and then um and then the membrane you want to like i said if you use if you use regular distilled water with your hydrogen inhalation device that's not good enough it'll work but over time you're gonna you're gonna degrade the quality of your equipment mm. so you have to use deionized water and light water happens to be deionized water <laughs> so yeah that's very we cool don't put anything we don't put anything back into it like uh, you know, out of all the companies that make deuterium pleated water we're the only ones that don't re-add minerals in there just just ultra pure and what's really odd is distilled water doesn't taste very good, and, mm -hmm. but our water has a good crisp taste to it, uh, which is which is unique for a dis for essentially what is a dis ultra distilled water. So there's something else going on. H hands down, I'll I'll say it. You know, I'm very picky with water. I always order Pellegrinos when I'm out to eat, and I have the Greenfield water system, and I'm 
super picky about my water. Um, dude, best, best tasting water I've ever, I've ever had was the light water. It, it, it was just something completely different. It was crisp. It was, it just tasted super clean. There's, there's like nothing I could ever, ever tasted before. It was, it was fantastic. Your body just recognizes, body recognizes. Yeah. It, so, it has a, has an instant, has an instant familiarity because it's metabolic water and it, yeah, it tastes, it tastes really good. And that was a that was an a, an added benefit, and that's why we didn't. That's why we decided that not to remineralize it because it was just so crisp and clean. But because of that, it's technically ultra pure lab grade water as well, which is what you want to use with a uh, hydrogen inhalation machine. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I want to get into some of like the. Um, actual practical applications of just, you know, if someone wants to purchase some of this water. So I know you guys have a couple different options as far as the uh, deuterium depleted water over at Light Water, a um, couple different options. And then also, you don't recommend specifically just drinking that water straight all day. You have different calculations to um, kind of lower the DDW in your system uh, or use the DDW to lower the deuterium in your system over time to try to get to that 120. So, why don't you tell the people the difference between the two waters that are available and then, uh, you know, kind of how the calculations work to lower that over time? Sure. So we make a 5 ppm and a 10 ppm, which means 10 ppm is 94% reduced and and uh, 97% for the 5 ppm. Uh, there's not much difference. Essentially, we, we made the 5 ppm because we could, but the 10 ppm uh, will get you there. So, uh, and in fact... We make such a, we make a water that's, you know, 90 plus percent lower in deuterium because water is expensive to ship. And so you can dilute this with your regular water and still get a deuterium depleted water that will allow you to achieve deuterium depletion. So if you take regular water and combine it one to one with temp ppm, you get 80 ppm. One to two, you get 100 ppm and so forth. One to three, 112, 122 for one to four. There's a calculator on the website, drinklightwater.com. You can put in, you can put in uh, if you know what the, the uh, deuterium level of your source water is, you can put in how much water you drink per day, and uh, it, will give you, it will give you basically, um, like if you want to, based on what your goal is, okay, and what you can afford. So you can drink it straight, um, it's just you can dilute it inside the body or outside the body, right? Because you're, you're going to have other food. You're going to have other liquids. Some people maintain, you know, uh, really a strict diet. But most of us can't. <laughs> so let's say I drink half a liter of 10 ppm per day, okay? And then I, that day I drank a liter and a half of water, you know, which is kind of normal for somebody if they're not exercising and just sitting around all day. So... Uh, that's total of one liter of regular water and half liter of 10 ppm DDW. So that's a liter and a half. So two to one, that would give you 100 ppm. If the water that you're replacing has less deuterium than the water, and the water you're losing has, has, is basically you know, about 150 ppm, which is where it is when you're starting out. Um, and then you're replacing that with water that is whether it's 120 or 130 or even 140 ppm or even 80 ppm, your body will lose a certain amount of deuterium, but that not much per day. So quarter ppm, half ppm, up to one ppm per day in some unusual cases, but generally about half a ppm per day. If you, 
if you replace the water that your body's losing with water that has less deuterium, you can, you can generally expect to go down by half a ppm per day. So, and this is where the whole art of dilution comes in, because you could do it inside the body or outside the body. Outside the body, you pre-mix all of your liquids so you know exactly uh, what, you're, what you're consuming in terms of the deuterium level. And so you know how much your body is going to go down in deuterium. And that creates a nice, straight, linear curve. You know, you start at 150 and you end up at 120 and it goes like this. Or it can go like this, right? If you just, if you just try to dilute it inside the body because you figure you're going to drink... You're going to drink a bunch of this stuff during the day, you know, and you're going to drink some DDW, and at the end of the day, you do the math, every day it's going to be a little different. So you still go down, right? It's just not, not, in, that, not in that straight um, vertical depletion, which is kind of where, where, you know, so it just depends what you want to do. The point is that if you drink DDW, and uh, it's what you replace the water that you're losing with, your body's going to go down in deuterium. And if you do it long enough, and consistently enough, it will go down to that level where it's more, that's closer to where human physiology wants it to be, which is 120 range, 125, the median. So, yeah, dilute it or not dilute it, you're, you'll, if you have DDW in your life, your deuterium levels will go down. Some, some will be more successful with it, some will be less successful with it, all based on your lifestyle. Yeah, that's awesome. And, um, you know, cool that you got the calculator right on the website for anybody who's, you know, following along, trying to wrap their brain around it. You can just go to the website, enter, say, hey, I drink three liters of water a day. How much, you know, 10 ppm would I need to mix in there to get it down to where my body's going to get the 120? And, you know, a half ppm to a quarter ppm per day is not actually that bad. I would have expected it to take a little bit longer. You can kind of, if you're only trying to go down 30 ppm, I mean, you're there in two, four months, really not all that bad. You are, and then day one is really at the end of that. You know, when you're when you've gotten down after 90 days, if you did everything right and you gotten down by uh, 30 ppm, then that's day one. <laughs> now you can now you can not only experience the benefits, but those ban- benefits are cumulative over time as you conserve more energy in the body. So it's a it's not it's a it's a conservation process as well. So if you take two twins, and you know of uh, two. Uh, Two twins that look, you know, that essentially look the, look the same, you know, uh, identical, not fraternal. So you two identical twins whose DNA, you couldn't get closer match of DNA than two twins. And you put one in an area that they have, let's say, put one in Boulder, Colorado, where they're getting 139 ppm out of the tap. And put the other kid in Los Angeles. And, and 20 years goes by, you're going to see that because this person was able to conserve all that energy... From, from limiting the amount of deuterium in their energy production pathways, you're going to see that there's a big difference metabolically between those two, uh, two individuals, assuming their diet is identical. So it would be, be a hard test to do because you know, the, the dietary factor, uh, you know, it, 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 would, it would make it more qualitative and less quantitative. But if you could quantify it in some way, you'd be able to see this. In fact, this is the test that they did with... Uh, with um, lower mammals, you know, like mice and rodents and even dogs. So uh, they use mice because they don't live very long. So you could see the impact over many generations in a short amount of time. 
Wow, that's super interesting. And so I know we talked about like the mitochondria, you know, and energy and obviously most, you know, systemic, you know, detoxification process, methylation, all of that usually is going to get better if you have more energy and you have better mitochondria flowing. But uh, is the science showing anything, you know, more benefits like that, like methylation or, you know, some of these detox pathways, anything else in the body before we get off of here that people should be aware about that um, lowering the deuterium works on? Here's in my entire 25 year journey of detoxing heavy metals out of my body. One of the things that rarely comes up and so important, people try to get into a mode of detoxification. The body is constantly detoxing itself or attempting to. If you don't have the energy, your body will not detox. Most people that are putting themselves into a detox crisis, they're doing it wrong because they're doing it at a time when their body is deficient in energy. So detox pathways do not open. Those methylation pathways do not open unless your body is, has, a, has a surplus of energy. It's just like injury. An old injury doesn't heal unless there's a surplus of, of, uh, of energy, in this case oxygen. But we see that with hyperbarics. So... If you want to have really successful detoxification, you want those detox pathways to fully work and fully open, you need the energy. And reducing the amount of deuterium can make that difference. So people got to be very careful when, they're, when, they're, they don't have, when they don't have the juice to detox. Because to, that takes a, an enormous amount of energy to detox heavy metals from the body. So I don't care if you have the aid of chelators, of clathrates, of, of binders, it still takes an enormous amount of energies for those detox pathways to work properly. And that's what may have gotten you into a situation you're in now, not you, not you personally, but generally a person in a situation where they're heavy metal toxic. It could be because uh, not, only, not only is it just uh, environmental and they're eating the wrong foods, but also it's their inability for their, their detox pathways and ability to purge that from the body. Generally, it's usually because methylation pathways are compromised in some way. So, yes, absolutely. If you want to be more successful at detox, you're going you're gonna to need to increase the energy in your body. And you increase the energy by decreasing the damage on the ATP production, and that's deuterium depletion. Awesome. Well, Victor, this was absolutely amazing. Uh, tell everybody where they can find more of your work, um, social media, websites, Lightwater, all anything you want to plug here at the end. Drinklightwater.com. It's uh, Lightwater spelled, uh, it says L-I-T-E-W-A-T-E-R. <laughs> so uh, drinklightwater.com, uh, deuteriumtest.com. That's, uh, although you can get to it from Drink Lightwater, that's for the testing lab. And if you're really curious as a researcher or scientist or uh, somebody that wants to get a little deeper in this, uh, in this knowledge in deuteronomics, uh, we make some uh, continuing education available for you. We have the Deuterium Depletion Summit, uh, which we do every couple of years. And so DeuteriumDepletionSummit.com still have all the 10 hours of content from the last one. 
uh, where the top people in the world get together and talk about deuterium depletion. I host that. And then uh, deuteriumdepletion.org, if you want to know, if you want most of the studies that exist in this, if you want to find them all in one place. Uh, some of the more recent ones aren't on there because I've been lazy in updating that site. But, uh, but there's like, uh, people say, there's no evidence. You know, where's the evidence? Show me. Well, deuteriumdepletion.org, you'll see uh, any, everything written on this in the last 60 plus years in every language that I could find it. So, um, yeah, this is an exciting field to me uh, because, um, because it's a... It's an intervention that happens upstream, right? It's a foundational intervention. It's all the way at the innermost confined spaces of your mitochondria. The, the, the tiniest things in nature that produce energy is this miracle known as ATP synthase. And it runs on protium. It doesn't run on deuterium. And yet deuterium impinges at every few seconds, I think it's, I think it's every uh, seven or eight seconds in, if, if, in normal physiology. And uh, if we reduce that, then we have a chance to uh, increase our health span and increase our lifespan, potentially. So, and all you have to do is change the water you drink. Yes, there, there's a catch. It's expensive and, you know, it may not, <laughs> there's not enough for everybody. But uh, this is what happens when you have something new. It takes time. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Uh, everybody go check out uh, Lightwater, drinklightwater.com if you want to try out some of this water, maybe enhance your detox pathways or just see how you feel over time. And uh, Victor, this was awesome, man. Stick around while I close out the show. We'll have to do it again sometime. Thanks, Matt. If you enjoy this show, would you please take a second to subscribe, rate, and review it for me? Also, if you'd like to know more information about Combo, personalized one-on-one coaching with me, or for upcoming retreat information, which I host with my wife, please visit my website in the show notes or DM me on Instagram. My handle over there is at integrative Matt. Until next time, my friends.